Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from New Orleans, Louisiana, Joey. Yeah, buy you. No chill, Prano. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. It's early, a little early morning for you. Yeah, 8.30 here. Um, I guess this would be, what, central time? Um, yeah, waking up in New Orleans this morning after a long and exciting weekend of shows and drinking and football of course football the glorious glorious football game and uh yeah here we are how's everything going down there is it uh like like how about the like i know the hurricane hit hard but i feel like it hits hard all the time no apparently it was pretty hard okay uh, my my buddy has lived down here i think he said i think he's been here 12 years um said significantly the hardest he's been hit since he was here gotcha they he had to evacuate um their shit still on the streets i mean when i was flying in first thing i noticed i mean uh, as we're landing i'm like every roof in New Orleans is blue. What? That's weird. And then as I got closer, I was like, oh, fuck, they're all tarped. So it was apparently pretty bad. And I didn't know this, but I learned it uh, while I was here. New Orleans, uh, I mean, I've heard this before, but I didn't realize it was like this, you know, popular opinion or this well, like the infrastructure here is a nightmare. So like there's still downed trees everywhere. There's garbage. They haven't picked up the garbage. People have already like, you know, started fixing roofs and stuff like that. And that shit's just like in the street. My, my neighborhood looks like Baghdad, like straight up. I'll, I'll send you after the show just for your own personal enjoyment video. I took it like the street outside is sand. It's a sand pit. It's like it, it's a it's a road in Baghdad. It's crazy, man. Like you, like, and it, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, nothing gets. I said, news, like, you nothing know, gets news. There's potential. no garbage. People, people in New York, you know, oh, there's rats and and you know, there's garbage on the sidewalk. It's like garbage on the sidewalk in New York stays there for three hours. You put it out, it's gone. Like these streets. I mean, I know there's weather here and it, it's hard to manage, but like. Even like the streets that are not destroyed are just incredibly shitty. <laughs> like you ride your bike at any moment. You're just about to like ride into a sinkhole. And then I feel like that'll just keep repeating itself with the hurricanes. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's also one of the most fun cities in the world. It's, you know, so much culture, so much diversity, so many different things to do. The food's incredible. 
Like the people are great. Um, I, I love, like, I love it down here, but yeah, it's wild being here in a post hurricane month. Like it was a month ago. You'd think it was yesterday. Yeah. Weather's pretty nice. The weather. Yeah. It's hot as fuck. It's, hot. it's still hot as fuck down there. Yeah. And it's like hot as fuck while being human. So like so swampy. Yeah. Like I should have brought, I should have brought twice as much underwear. I've been changing my underwear three times a day. The swamp ass it's is like, real, man. It's like 82 degrees, but it feels so much hotter. Well, luckily you got to watch yesterday's game inside. Inside. Um, have you been to the Superdome? No, I haven't. Dude, I, that's actually one of the main things I wanted to talk about, about my experience here, obviously on a sports show that we have here. The Superdome is unlike any place that I have ever been, um, you know, the new, I haven't, obviously I never went to like the old Astrodome or anything like that, but you know, we, you and I have gone to Jerry world. We've been inside SoFi. Um, you know, we've, I've seen shots of like, you know, the, the Arizona stadium, et cetera. It's like these new modern stadiums do this thing where it almost blends outside and inside. Like, you're inside, but you kind of feel like you're outside. Like there's always light coming in. There's always like a roof that's clear. You know, there's open ends, whatever. In the Superdome, you are inside. You are a hundred. You go into it. You're in a huge, you're in the biggest, I'm in the biggest room I've ever been in. It feels like you're inside a spaceship. It's the ceiling is black. It is wild. It, it, you feel like you're in a club but just like a gigantic club. <laughs> they play football. Yeah. And it's really cool. And uh, I, you know, I know they renovate whatever, but it's, it's old enough that I thought it was going to just be like dumpy and it's not, it's like, it's in fine shape. Like it's nice. And, and it's definitely got it's a whole, its own vibe. Yeah. Well, that's good because it, obviously it has the history and they do renovate it and they continue to have Super Bowls there and college football playoffs and national championships for college football and college basketball. It definitely has its own unique spot in the sports world. And and like looking at it on TV, I thought it was going to be one way. And then being there in person, it was just it was different. And obviously you hear about the noise and it got loud for a couple moments but not like it wasn't crazy yesterday. And that seemed to be the general consensus is that the fans weren't all the way back yet or something like that. Like, I don't know what they were all there. So I don't know why, why it takes fans a couple of weeks to get going, but this was, was the first home game since 2019. Yeah. So there was uh there was a couple moments, fourth, fourth quarter drive for the giants. You know, when they go down to kick a field goal to tie it, there's a couple third and fourth downs. I don't know if there's a fourth down, but there's third downs on that, uh, on that drive where it got loud. And I just, I could imagine it being crazy for playoff games and like, you can tell that, but it was really like, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. Like the stadium itself and then the game bananas. So. Yeah. G men came back and won like everything about recent giants history everything about uh you know 
being down here, like we've never played well in New Orleans, typically, at least again, not in recent Giants history. Um, even when we went to overtime, I was like, this is going to end in misery for me. I kind of wish we had just lost it in regulation. There were so many moments where that game should have been over. And, uh, but like, what an amazing, like to be here and to watch my team win in that stadium in, in a game like that was it's one of my best sports experiences of recent memory. Yeah. They hung in there. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many times I'm going to say it. Like if you are watching that game, you're a Saints fan. Yeah. They just, there's no faith in Jameis Winston. So I have lots of thoughts on this game, but that is first and foremost, like that, that is head and shoulders above even my giants takes from this game. Jameis Winston. We're obviously we're not big Jameis Winston fans. Okay. And I understand that the strategy is like, you know, let's tame Jameis a little bit. And so he doesn't make these crucial mistakes. That's the problem with Jameis's career He's mistake heavy, blah, 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 blah. But like they've gone too far. Sean Payton's gone too far. You know, don't sign Jameis Winston. If this is what you're going to do. Like, yeah. Wh- like, why get a guy who, who, you know, is explosive and chucks the ball around and then completely reverse him? Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like the wild, fun girl who's a little out of control. And then you like completely tame her and she settles down. She gets married and she starts pumping out the kids. She's not fun anymore. Like, there's no fun at all. Yeah, you're like the only thing. Like the the one of the main things I was attracted to about her is now gone. Like, I just don't understand. Like, if you're the Saints, you could have gotten so many different people to just be pedestrian. Why would you take somebody that it's really difficult to be pedestrian with, and then go? So I looked this up last night. Um. As far as pass attempts this year, uh, um, what's Jameis Winston is far and away the, has the least throws of any starting quarterback in the league. He has, where is this? 86 throws. The guys behind him are. That, was that through yesterday's game? Through yesterday's game, his 86 throws. Wow. The guys behind him, right behind him, are Mills on Houston, Fields and Dalton on the Bears, who split time. They're at 52-49, and Mills is at 67. The next jump, he's 20 throws behind Joe Burrow. He's he's throwing the ball a third of the amount of times as Tom Brady. Yeah, they're just not letting him do anything. It's it's insane. He's 20 throws behind the next to last starter. Jacoby Brissett has thrown the ball more times than Jameis Winston this year. Like 40 more times. And and here's the thing. As a Giants fan, I was so happy about it. Like, it kept us in the game. They couldn't... you You know, running the ball out and running the clock, it was... You know, it looked like it was going to work, but 
they had so many opportunities. Like every time he went to drop back and throw the ball, I was like, oh, this could be this could be at the end of the game. And they had the one touchdown brought back by a holding and then they bring in Taysom Hill and I knew he was going to throw it. I knew when they brought him in that they were like trying to pretend that he was going to run it and he was going to throw a fucking deep ball, picked it off. The whole game changes on that play. But like, even that, like, why would you do that? It's almost like they went into this season. We're going to be content going 10 and seven or nine and eight. My other, my other problem with this. And again, like, I'm of the opinion that they shouldn't have they, they shouldn't have made Jameis Winston a quarterback ever, but they did. So, you know, and, and I totally approve of the idea, like if this is how you're going to play, like get him and tame him a little bit. But like, why not just play Taysom Hill if you're going to throw the ball 80 times through four games? Yeah, have a guy who can run, too. And then they put him in and he played great yesterday. But. I, I just don't understand it. Yeah, I, I really think... don't. It's like, why didn't you go get Tyrod Taylor? Why didn't you keep Teddy Bridgewater? Sure. Why didn't you, you know, why didn't you just like, you tried to turn the ultimate not game manager into a, an extreme game manager. It's fucking crazy. It's almost like, you know, uh, here's a better analogy. You know, clockwork orange. Yeah. And he goes through that therapy yeah so that he's not uh like the brainwashing yeah it's almost like Jameis is going through a sean payton brainwashing program where they're sitting him down in front of game film like they did in clockwork orange and they're opening his eyes because we all know he's had eye problems and could you imagine if i got lured away from our podcast by another podcast and they were like we 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 want you to co-host the show we're going to give you money to co-host the show First and foremost, you can't push Miller Lite ever. It's like the one thing you can't do. You can never talk about Miller Lite. I'd be like, what? Yeah. Why Why would you hire me for this job? I know. It's shave, your, shave your mustache and never mention how much you love Miller Lite. Oh, okay. Also, Carmelo Anthony's name can never be mentioned. Yeah. Ever. No Carmelo Anthony. You're fired on the spot if you mention his name ever. Andy, we want you uh, to headline our comedy club. We want you to do three hours of comedy every night and n- no Taco Bell references at all. Like, absolutely can't talk about Taco Bell. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You had to do it. I thought you were going to go with the Kings Island reference, which I visited, by the way. Lovely, lovely Saturday morning. I'll just say good time to go in the fall. Uh, yeah, it, it is like. It's now turned very like peculiar for me when I watch those games. But with the win, just one win, you're only a game back. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You're two games back because Dallas oh, the, is three. The Giants. Yeah. So we played the Dallas next week. So, you know, with a win in Dallas, not getting ahead of ourselves, but that would be getting us to one game. You know, listen, the Giants you know it's he's it's our coach parcells was the guy you know you are your record but like even yesterday we were when i thought we were going to lose that game i was like we're going to be the best own four team in history like every like the giants could very easily be three and one but they're one and three but that performance yesterday i mean i thought first of all we we always say it like yeah every quarterback in the nfl can be really good 
when they have time. Daniel Jones had time yesterday, and he looked brilliant, in my opinion. Um, if you look at the if you look at the stats for yesterday's game, this was this is what I noticed while I was watching it too, and I, you know, checked myself after the game. I was like, he is moving the ball around to a lot of people, and I look at the box score after the game, and. Their, their receiving is Galladay, six receptions for 116. Tony, six receptions for 78. Ross, three receptions for 77. Barkley, five receptions for 74. That's that their, their first four guys are over 74, 74 yards or more receiving. 70, in the 70s and 70s and the 70s and 116. And then you got Ingram and Rudolph both with 20-something. Like, that's, all, that's spreading the ball around pretty evenly. And Galladay, you know, had the big catch in at the end of regulation that moved him up there. Otherwise, they, they would have had everybody like in the 70s and the 80s, five, four or five receivers. Do you think they finish ahead of the Eagles in that division? Yeah, I do think they finish ahead of the Eagles because I think they'll beat the Eagles. Um, but, you know, it's 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 tough the Giants have a ridiculously hard schedule. They have the hardest schedule in football going as of before this game. They had the hardest remaining schedule in football. But, you know, I know the Saints were talking about their deficiencies. The Saints defense is really good. Yeah, for sure. It's really good. And Daniel Jones, you know, went untouched and absolutely carved up their defense. So, you know they have the Rams in a couple weeks and they have the chiefs on the schedule. And like, those are going to be tough games and the Dallas game will be a tough game too. But like, I, I know that the saints have offensive Jameis control problems, but like in a game like that, especially in new Orleans, you're like, Oh, any given Sunday, like it wouldn't be mind blowing for them to go to Dallas and beat the Cowboys next week. I mean, their offense certainly looks explosive, Andrew Dallas. Thomas, Andrew Thomas is is shutting dudes down now at left tackle. Saquon Barkley is finding himself. It's like I you hate that, it. You hate it because you you know what does winning five games do? But Dallas is really good right now. They're, they're they're playing. I mean they they dominate that game. Their defense is a lot better than I anticipated. Their offense is playing extremely well. Like if you watch these Dallas games, Dak is. I would argue, I don't know, people might argue against this. I think this is the best I've seen Dak ever play. I know he started well, certainly, out. Certainly with like through this many games in a row. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Dak looks really like Dak is right there. I know it's four weeks in, but if you took the MVP candidates right now, you know, my, my top ones might be Dak, Kyler Murray. Stafford didn't play it as well yesterday, but, but again, through – the first four weeks, Dallas is looking good. Dallas is looking way better than I thought. I didn't pick them to win the division. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the Dallas thing is this is sort of similar to what I think the Giants have. Now they have significantly more talent, but like the problem isn't, has never been the talent, right? The problem is Mike McCarthy is the head coach. Sure. The problem is, Jason Garrett was the head coach. Our problem, like I said last week, and it almost cost us yesterday because red zone aids. Jason Garrett in the red zone is a nightmare. 
And it almost cost us another game. And it has cost us two to this point. But like when push comes to shove and you have these close ball games, that's what's going to undo you. And I still think that Dallas in terms of winning the NFC East is one thing, but in terms of being competitive toward, you know, winning multiple playoff games, they still have a head coach problem. In sure. my opinion. Well, the, the division, I, you know, I think obviously the division was terrible last year. I think the division is going to be better. That's a nice little win on the road for Washington. Nice little comeback. I, I think Henneke is on a Fitzpatrick level. Like they're pretty close as far as what they can bring to the table. Some bad interceptions, some yeah. really nice plays. Obviously it's, that's a huge, what's crazy about Washington is they're, it's a completely opposite of what people thought. Like they're, they're playing well offensively and they're playing mediocre at best defensively. Yeah. And, and, you know, there was a lot of theories on them, you know, kind of being pretender defenses last year because they, all they did was shut down, you know, the giants and the Eagles and Andy Dalton Cowboys team and blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, like talent wise, I think the Cowboys are the most talented team in the division. And honestly, that's my, my issue is I've been saying it before and I'll say it again. Like, I think the giants have a lot of talent. Like everybody's talking about Gettleman for the last couple of years. It's like, dude, the last three first round picks, like you got Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Andrew Thomas yesterday and, and Tony. It's like, those guys have all like, you know, obviously Daniel Jones taking a while to come around, but that's because he has been under fire. Now, personally, I, I I would never take a running back in the top five, personally. Yeah. That's, but that's me. I'm just saying he didn't they didn't whiff. You know what I mean? And and we're we're in a hundred percent agreement on on how you build a team. But I'm just saying they none of those guys are busts. Well, I mean, look, Saquon's coming back from he he had He's still like, I think that's still like, you never know. You, you could be a knee injury away from being a bust. Like if you're, sure. you, you know, I, that's why I'm saying, I think you take a lot of chances with the running back position, but it's uh, like I said, I think it's shaping up to be a better division than people anticipated. I mean, Saquon was fucking great yesterday. Well, the division that I just can't get enough of, cause I think it's, it's so up and down as far as what's going to happen is going to be the NFC West. But I'm going to say right now, the Cardinals after that blowout, they dominated that game. Yeah. They, could, they couldn't be stopped offensively. Defensively, they played great. The Cardinals are playing the best football of anybody in the NFC right now. Yeah. It was absolutely. the Rams the week before. I had to say it's the Cardinals now. Kyler Murray would be the top, you know, we're four games in about a quarter of the season. And he would be my MVP vote right now. I think he's the, I think he's the biggest favorite. He's looking really, really good. And as a guy who hate watches the Bengals, it's nice to see like AJ green had a really nice game yesterday. It's nice to see him and people forget that they have that piece. That was a great off season pickup. They, they have so many weapons. I like the game that Cliff Kingsbury called yesterday. I, I think that was set up for that, though. The Rams had such a emphatic I mean, Cliff, win. Cliff Kingsbury got the, the Ruther bump. You hated the Cliff Kingsbury hire. Oh, I hated it. Absolutely hated it. 
he's he's proving me wrong. Yeah, reverse the curse. Yeah, a hundred percent. But I think I think that game was set up for that, right? The Rams have a big, dominating win against Tom Brady. Totally. Yeah. And it's- and and obviously the win that your team got over the Niners. Uh, Which team? Your C- your Seahawks team. Okay. Um, are you back on the the Bengals are the two seed in the AFC? Are they back? Are they your team now? No, they're not. The Chargers are your team. Yeah. In fact, I okay. might Chargers come into town. I think December twelfth. Oh, you got to go to that. I think I will. Are the? I think it's what is the Packers at at Bengals next week? Yeah. Yeah, it goes good to go see a Rodge too. Yeah, well, the, well, yeah, that's that's the, uh, the the Cincinnati. I knew this was going to happen. The Cincinnati fan base is is delusional, and and they're riding high on a three and one against teams with a combined two and eight record. Yeah, I'm a Bengals hater, but they get a very tough schedule. I've already looked ahead, so you know I, I'm I'm still predicting a, a seven and ten finish for the Cincinnati Bengals, but. Just because I just I just think there's too many holes, and I will take great pleasure if the Bengals go like one and six, the seven last seven games. Um, that that Jags game, the big story of the Jags game is what Urban Meyer was caught afterwards. Did you see those pictures and video? No, no. You didn't see that? No. Oh man, Urban in some deep water. I'm surprised he hasn't resigned with health issues. All these pictures came out of Urban at the bar. And post, uh, post game, yeah, post game. I don't know if it was in Cincinnati or Columbus. I think it might have been Cincinnati. And you know he's married. And look, I don't care, dude. You, you got your own life, but don't get caught. Like there's some cute blonde just grinding on his. He's sitting in the bar, still grinding on his junk. Wow. And then and then another girl put out a post. It was it's classic girl. He's wearing an Ohio State shirt. Another girl put out a post. Like who's this guy? I know he's important. He keeps hitting on me. Like that was her Instagram story. Wow. And then there's another one with another, like he, dude, I mean, he's lit. How did I, how did I miss this? Yeah. We it was a white. We need a white sports online for these stories. It was, uh, Andy, you need to talk to your boy, Robert and see about, see about, you know, him supporting like a trademark of white sports online. Yeah. It sounds too much like a, uh, white supremacist site yeah i would say i don't know if that won't work in 2021 we're not we're not racist we're just here to talk about the white people yeah so that came out i think saturday night and the truth is i didn't see it till later and it was all over twitter and the irony the best part is his wife had tweeted out that night home babysitting the kids and had, had all these pictures with the grandkids. Oh my God. Like in the bathtub and like smiling. And herbs out there getting lap dances at the bar. Yeah. But like cute, young blonde wow. girls. I don't know how and, I missed this. Yeah. And then, and then like, dude, it's gotten to the point where I was Googling. Like it's, it's mainstream, like the local Jacksonville website, whatever their local news or is cover. I'm like, Oh boy. And I, and I thought it would be funny. I go, he's going to be the first coach to ever retire and use health effects when it was just horniness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it has nothing to do with them being owned for. It's just, he's in just so much out, trouble out horny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't questionable know. for next week. Horny. 
you know, it's crazy to me though, dude, you're Urban Meyer. Everyone in Ohio is going to know who you are. Plus, you're wearing an Ohio State shirt to the bars. I mean, it sounds like that's the point. <laughs> he wants the attention. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't need, like, he can drink at home. But, why, like, like, now this has turned into a thing. Right? Like, like my point is, this has turned into a thing. You're now... Why would you risk? By the way, are we absolutely sure? I haven't seen the pictures or the videos. Are we absolutely sure the the blonde chick grinding up against him isn't Trevor Lawrence? It's a good question. It's not. I can't believe you haven't seen it. I mean, I mean, here's a headline. This is my favorite headline of them all. I was just googling headlines. Mystery blonde woman is seen trying to grind up on Jacksonville Jaguars coach Irv Meyer at bar while his wife stayed home babysitting their grandkids. Is that a Black Sports Online head- headline? That's a Daily Mail. Which, by the way, they're 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 in rivals with as far as like headlines. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm trying to find these. You can find them pretty quickly. Yeah. You, you should see everybody. Everybody with the memes. I got to go through the memes first. Yeah. The, the, they're pretty good. I mean, I mean, he's just. Uh, He's just all happy. That would have been a huge win for them, by the way. They, they and he blew- definitely looks wasted. Yeah. They blew that game for sure. But, the, yeah. but that's my but that's my point, real quick, back to football. Like, dude, the, the Bengals were acting like they won the Super Bowl. Like, I know I'm critical, but it's true. It's like, dude, no other team in the AFC North is going is acting like this when you come back to beat Jacksonville at home. You are your record, Andy. You are your record. They're three and one. And if, the Steelers if, are one and three. If the playoffs started today, they'd be the two seed. They'd have home field advantage until they had to go to wherever. I forget who's who's the one seed in the AFC right now. Who's the best team? Oh, the Raiders. The, the Raiders, undefeated are Raiders. Raiders are undefeated. Pittsburgh's now one and three. Pittsburgh's bad, man. Ben Roethlisberger is oh, sad to watch. Really sad to watch. I'm I'm just lucky and glad that all year long I have never taken Ben Roethlisberger in my FanDuel daily fantasy league. Joe, that yeah. imagine what that place would be, I, that would have been a reckless decision, right? I couldn't think of somebody who I want to take less than did Ben Roethlisberger. Dirtballs, if you haven't signed up, start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a twenty percent bonus on your first deposit up to $500. So uh, we're talking about all these players. If you guys uh, haven't signed up, they have various games that you can play every day, all types of formats, the main slate, the single game, the best ball, the snake draft, new lineups every single game. I'm sorry, you can set new lineups every game day. You can play private contests with your friends, and uh, I'm feeling good because I did have Russ yesterday. I went ahead and I said, you know, I'm going to trust Russ and, and two touchdowns, throwing one running. That was really good for my fantasy. So experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com forward slash dirty to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com forward slash dirty. Age and location restrictions apply. 
bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. Guys, um, get, get on there and look for Andy. His uh, username is iHeartUnlimited. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. I, I want to talk about, I don't want to talk, really talk about the Seahawks that much, to be honest. Uh, I'd, like so, to talk, I'd like to talk uh, about the 49ers, though. Okay. So I want to give you a heads up. Obviously, missed all of the sure early games because I was at, uh, at the game. Uh, caught this, finally get out of there bike we we rode a tandem bike to the stadium that was a whole other like new like the scene around the stadium is wild um but so then by the time we bike somewhere like i basically caught the second half of games and then obviously i watched the the late night game so sure this this week you'll be taking the lead no and that's fine yeah cool i had all the games on you know i was in i was in my my lair in the basement and like i said i'd like to talk about the 49ers because jimmy g gets hurt again Mm mm-hmm and everybody wanted Trey Lance, and he was thrown in there. Real shaky start, in my opinion. The numbers don't necessarily show it. I, I think, to me, it, it showed why Shanahan was waiting to put Trey Lance in as far as not starting him this season. Now, he can definitely run, and he can use his legs, and he did that to get some first downs, but some, some bad passes, and he was getting hit a lot by the Seahawks' D. I, I, I just think... The truth is, I don't know how long Jimmy G is going to be out, but I think they're going to be treading water with Trey Lance at QB for a while. Um, I have I have a crazy amount of faith in Shanahan, only because um, the last couple of years when Jimmy G gets hurt, they have gotten big performances uh, on rare occasions from Mullins and you know, whoever the other asshole was like, I don't even remember like these guys who just Bethard Bethard. Yeah. Bethard CJ Bethard and, and, and Mullins like, you know, uh, so I think as you know, shaky as Trey Lance may have looked, um, first team reps. Sure. and And being the guy in practice goes a long way, especially when you have a coach that I think is of a high quality. So, yeah, I think I think I want to bring up something about that, though. Yeah. And I'm not anti Shanahan by any means at all. I think he's a good coach. But let's talk about that division. Yeah. Of coaches. Yeah. Where do you put him? With McVeigh, Carroll, obviously Kingsbury, it's only his third year, so it's a little tough. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, so hard to judge. Like, I mean, first of all, wholly different styles, right? Like, you know, you have an air raid offensive coach. You have uh, a Pete Carroll, like obviously defense, run the ball focused. It's like, you know, what? what's impressive to me is Kingsbury turning it around so quick. But that goes, that's the exact same with McVay. And that's the exact same with Shanahan. And honestly, in a, in a way, a little bit like Pete Carroll. I mean, the, the Seahawks weren't down bad, like for years prior to Pete Carroll being there, they obviously had a, you know, a good coach and home grin as well. Um, but you know, those guys coming in and, and turning franchises around, um, is impressive. So I, I don't know. It's tough. I, 
maybe I just like have a McVeigh crush, but like I think he's the best coach. But dude, it's hard. I mean, Pete Carroll's got a Super Bowl. He's played in two. Uh, you know, Shanahan's been to a Super Bowl, like and and lost. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I, th- it's I think tough. that's I think it's the best best division of coaches as well. Yeah, for sure. At the moment, like it's like to me, it's really not at least at least top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, top to bottom for sure. Yeah, it's it's uh it's really competitive. And like I said, I I think you're right about Trey Lance. I think he's going to get the first team reps and he'll definitely improve. And I'm not gonna judge everything off getting thrown into the a division game at you know in the middle of the game, but you know, we got a bit uh, there's a big game this week, Rams at Seahawks. Like that's a two and two, Huge. three and one. That's a big Thursday night game. Yeah, short week, especially because like, you know, that the the Seahawks win yesterday coupled with that Rams loss. Now you have a three and one team and a two and two team. It's like, you know, the Seahawks win that game and they're right there. They lose that game. They're they're far behind now for sure. The uh, Cardinals. Yeah. Well, you, you know, I thought I thought Romo and Nance were making some interesting points yesterday during the Packers Steelers game. And Romo even said it, he goes, we don't know how much that 17th game is going to affect these numbers. He goes in the past, you'd always hear if you start and two, like your chances of making the playoffs. And he straight up asked, he goes, I wish somebody from CBS had that ready for him. He's like, what are the stats now? We don't know. Right. If you start Oh, and two, because that one extra game, And what, what stats would Romo want? Like it's the first year of it, buddy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Can we give me the stats? Yeah. Next year we'll give you the stats, but you know what I'm saying? Like how much does adding one more game? I I think, I think people don't realize how such few games there are in the NFL, how big a deal it is to add one more to help your chances. Oh, I think that. And, and, you know, unlike Tony, I know that there is no sample size. So I will say, I think 10 years from now, when we have the stats, there's going to be like, that used to be the thing you, you lose your first two games. You're not making the playoffs yeah, essentially. And, uh, I think we'll see that that's, you know, adding an extra game and adding a extra playoff spot. Sure. I think you'll, I think you'll see an own two team make the playoffs like every other year. Yeah. The Packers look good, man. They're they're playing some great football. They're three and one. Again, anybody who doubted Aaron Rodgers after the first week is a complete nut or moron. Through his four hundred twentieth career touchdown pass, which ties nice. him with yeah, ties him with Dan Marino. I like Aaron Rodgers' hair for the record too. I like the you I like do. The, I do. I'm this is a hot take. Well, no, he's getting a lot of hate. I like the long hair in the back. Coming out the helmet, he's taking. I, he's he's taking surprised. a lot of people. A lot of people are dissing it. I'm just a saying. A lot of people are dissing it, but also it's a hot take for you because, like, now when he's now when he's not on the field, he's he's doing a lot of like little man bun situations. Look, little, I'm not like, the, tie backs, and I'm that's the, the, you know, I'm not the biggest man there, bun there guy. A, there, there was a day where Andy Ruther was like, "I'm never going on Abikini again." Like, if I see another man bun. Yeah, I'm not the biggest man bun fan. I'm saying I like it when it's in the helmet. You know, it's that that old. I mean, Romo also mentioned that it's that old. You know, it's like it's like young. You know, it's like 2009 Aaron Rodgers. 
bringing it back. He, he does it with such ease, man. It's it's uh, it's going to be easy, in my opinion, for them to run away with that division. He really is the. He really is like the modern quarterback prototype. Like you go back, yeah. To, he's the bridge. He's he the is. bridge from. Obviously, Favre, but Favre, the Mannings, Breeze, Brady, all those guys to the new class, and you know you can go back statistically even on those guys. Like think about how much. You know, obviously it was early in his career, but Peyton Manning turning the ball over, you know, Eli turning the ball over Favre, obviously a huge, most interceptions ever. Aaron Rodgers is the guy who comes in and just starts throwing 30 touchdowns and five interceptions. And even the Brady's and the Manning's and the whatever, they adjust to that. And now you come in and you're a young quarterback. You're just expected to do that. Yeah, I was actually, it's funny you say, I was looking at the stats. Gosh, just not, they just don't throw interceptions anymore. Like, like I'm talking across the league for all starters. You, you, you can't, you just can't throw interceptions anymore. Yeah. Like if you throw two picks in a game, it's bad. It's like, like yeah. back in the day, you could get away, you could easily get away with two interceptions. Now it's just, it's a really bad game if you throw two interceptions. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, we obviously we've talked about, my team, but like, that's the, that was the fear yesterday is like, Oh, where, you know, where's the Daniel Jones pick coming in? Where's the Daniel Jones fumble? Is he going to do it? And then when he doesn't, he had, he has one pick. That's a punt at the end of the first half on a hail Mary. Um, but like, you know, now that that's his first pick of the year. And, and that's the difference between him. You know, you see a guy like that and you're like, Oh, he's playing well. Yeah. He's just not turning the ball over. Yeah. That's it. That's the difference. Did you see that Jared Goff turnover? Yeah. Oh my god. Dude. Poor Jared Goff. Like that that's a game, by the way. I had that game on. That's a game where the score wouldn't say it and how it played out. Lions kept driving, they just kept turning the ball over. Like they they're in that game. Lions gonna lion at this point. Yeah. It it's it's really like that's got to be the all-time worst like downgrade for somebody. Jared Goff goes to Cal, McVay, Los Angeles, brand new stadium, Detroit. He goes to Detroit. Yeah. Where what you know, the joke is the joke for Goff was on the, you know, uh Hard Knocks. He doesn't know where where the sun sets. Well, or the sun rises. He doesn't need to know in Detroit. They don't have sun. Yeah. There, there is no sun in Detroit. There is no light. It's just darkness. That's got to be one of the worst downgrades. I wonder if he's still with his girl because he had like one of those like attractive, I don't know if she was an Instagram yeah. model. There's, I would argue there's no way she stuck with him to Detroit. She probably did. He's still really rich. He is really rich. But like you said, she goes from beach sunsets to. Now she might still be living in his like thousand oaks mansion and god knows who's coming over and hitting golf balls with her now but yeah i bet you technically they're still together exactly meanwhile he's you know eating mom's spaghetti on eight mile turning the ball over four times a game yeah he's a spokesman for little caesars (laughs) i really hope he is by the way i I, so great 
I really hope like he he is the prime five dollar hot and ready. Yeah. Can like, you imagine can you imagine if they did a Jared Goff two for mediums meal and he was just like medium, medium. I I, I think uh he he is perfect because you can have some good games from him, just like with little Caesars. It hits the spot, but you know it's nothing special. Like, I'll take it one step further. He's not just a medium pizza. He is a pizza from Little Caesars. He's a Little Caesars medium, which is insane. I don't even think they offer those, by the way. Yeah, because the larges are hot and ready. So they have to make you a medium. (laughs) Yeah, that's 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 they're like, why don't you just take a large? It's five dollars and it's already ready. And you're like, no, I want to I want a golf. I'll pay seven dollars. I'll pay seven dollars for a medium. You know what I noticed yesterday? They're like, well, we only have them cold if you want them now. Yeah, yeah, it's great. A cold, medium, a cold and not ready. Now you've really downgraded golf. <laughs> you've turned into like a Davis Mills. It's like a half, you know, it's like those half-baked pizzas where like you got to get it home and finish it. Oh. I did notice something yesterday that I added to my notes. I didn't see, and I could have missed one, so somebody can tweet at me or whatever. But I had again. I'm watching most of the, all these games. I didn't see a single taunting penalty. No, and I saw some taunting. So it makes me wonder if the NFL had an internal memo issued to the referees and said, "Okay, we're we're out of control with this. Let's let's pull back the reins on taunting this week." You know, obviously, majority of the game I watched yesterday was the game I was at, and I felt like there was numerous taunt worthy moments in that game no flags and i was yeah. just like oh i really hope this doesn't get called back for a flag or you know well and then i noticed yesterday when i was watching the sunday night game you know on a first down antonio brown goes right in front of the wide receiver right yeah. in front of him and just goes you know it's like first down right in front of your face i'm yeah. clearly taunting you directly no flag i love it good yeah, I, I hope they have corrected it. That was a wild game last night. You know what? I'm even like here the it, it seems so obvious that like things can be findable, but not penalties, right? NBA does that. Yeah. Why don't we just if if you think there's a taunting problem, why don't you just find guys and not let it affect the game? Sure. Just send, you know. They just get a $5,000, you know, uh, Shannon Sharp always says he's going to get a FedEx from the New York office. Like just, just like, yeah. And, and guys will stop doing it, but it won't affect. We won't be like, Oh God, this, this random thing affected the outcome of this football game. Yeah, I agree. They could do that. Did you catch that game last night? I did. Yes. It was an exciting game. I, I'll tell you what, Mac Jones, I know Collinsworth was slurping him, but I thought he played really well. Played really? I mean, how many passes did he complete in a row in the middle? 19 or something like that? And, the, and those were tough weather conditions. Yeah, tough weather conditions. I mean, I, I think the, you know, I'm not bonering out over Mac Jones' performance, but like the the conditions, the environment, Sunday night, Brady coming back. It's like, yeah, I'll play Brady. Yeah, he did. And, 
you know, it's like the thing with Mac Jones is he's got Bill Belichick. He's going to be fine provided, you know, he doesn't get caught up in a meth smuggling ring with Steve Belichick. What's going on there? I have no idea. I went down such a rabbit hole of Steve Belichick. Like I have so many questions. He had to be on drugs. Like Adderall? Also, I don't know. Also, he's the outside linebackers coach. Is he only on camera because he has a mullet? Like, why? Why was I, well, why was I even seeing him? They said during the, they said he's also like the de facto. He's, he's calling plays that he might be kind of the de facto defensive. Who's the defensive coordinator for them? That, that, that I don't know. That's what they said on air. Because Belichick is technically the defensive coordinator, right? Because he calls but the he plays. Ha- he hasn't been like by by title the last. You know, obviously they had they've had other defensive coordinators. Okay, so I have it in front of me. I'm at the Patriots website. Okay, hit me. They don't have a defensive coordinator listed, so that would make sense. Okay. So they have a D-line, inside linebackers, outside linebackers. Another Belichick's like the safeties coach. Brian. Who looks now different. Yeah. Do you think, do you think Bill Belichick approves of the crazy looks that Steve has had through the years? Or do you think Bill Belichick's, why are you fucking rocking a mullet? Why, why, why are you rocking a mullet? Or do you think he, or, or is Bill Belichick the kind of guy who thinks mullets are fucking awesome? I love his mullet for the record. It's insane. And he's had like five different psycho, psychotic hairstyles through the years. I, I do. He's, he's, my brother put it, my little brother texted me. He goes, he's a WWE character. Like, yeah. What is, what is going yeah. on with this? He is. Steve Belichick is a WWE character. Yeah. And, and, and I don't and, know. And, and if you, and if you look at his history, it's like, you know, I, I don't even know if I'm going to get these WWE references right, but like it's like how like the Heartbreak Kid became like X Pac or whatever, like you X-Pac, know, like X Pac, X Pac. It's like a one day he's like, yeah, one day he's this guy, and then the next day he's like, no, now we're now our vibe is like we're we're you know white trash. We're gonna go mullet vibes. That's like the, our next shtick. I love it. I, I I will say I am surprised. Belichick doesn't seem like the nepotism type of guy. I mean, two of his kids, he's got the outside linebackers coach and the safeties coach. And it seems again, like mullet boy might be calling or at least co-defensive coordinator. And, and what's crazy is he like, he played lacrosse and then he was like at Rutgers under Shiano as a long snapper. Like he doesn't even have like, defensive college playing experience. Really? He wasn't, he wasn't like a, you know, it's not like he's like going to Middlebury and, and being the captain of the defense in like division three. And you're like, Oh, you know, he's got all the brains for it, but he just didn't have the set. Like, yeah, this is crazy. I'm looking at his bio on the Patriots website. After playing four years of lacrosse at Rutgers, Belichick walked on the football team as a long snapper to help in preparations for a coaching career. He was a three year, in high school, 
He was a three-year starter at linebacker, tight end, and fullback, as well as a long snapper in high school. He only plays psycho positions. <laughs> <laughs> what is he on? And and by the way, now that we're talking about drugs and people in this game that I think are on drugs, I have a hot take. Go for it. You know, we talk about Tom Brady and Tom Brady's 45, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to say this. I do not think Tom Brady is on any sort of illegal substance in regards to like the NFL uh, rules. But I think Tom Brady is on something that will one day be illegal by the NFL rules. Well, that doesn't surprise me. I, or he, I'm saying it, it wouldn't surprise he me. He is definitely on the shit that only Tom Brady gets now, but then will one day be available to the masses. Is this like A-Rod going to Europe for the blood stuff? Yes. This is my prediction. Yeah. Tom Brady is currently taking something that one day will become more you know, readily available in like gyms and shit like that, and then the NFL will be like, hey, we got to do something about adrenochrome sure tom brady eating the adrenal glands of small children it really is amazing but because he dude what is with like every picture of him and he like, looks not, great he just looks good but he also looks crazy it's always like wide-eyed like like but tom brady back in the day very soft looking thing now everything's very looks it looks like he's always tense now like everything's very tense in his face he made he made some really nice throws it's going to be so weird when one day the nfl says that you're not allowed to eat babies they're gonna be like listen we didn't think we were ever gonna have to do this but you're not allowed to harvest the organs of babies from, you know, third world countries. But like and, he does, he doesn't even them. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> even like he doesn't even have wrinkles. Like the guy's face is it's a, like he gets better with. He's forty five. He's aging in reverse. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he looks even better. Yeah, but like, dude, you look at my face. Like, I got a lot of bags under my eyes. I got a lot of wrinkles. I got wear and tear. Uh, you know. I he really have feel any like that. this is I really feel like this is like Illuminati shit that's only available because it's Tom Brady, it's Giselle, Brazil, like the money that they have, the the people that they've talked to through the years, you know. I'm sure it's I'm sure a girl like her. Oh. To to keep mod, like you know, models come and go to keep that going, like she's probably there's probably a guy who's like, oh, yeah, you don't know about eating Brazilian babies? And she's like, yeah, I do. But, like, I didn't think I would have to start. And she's, he's like, no, you have to start by the time you're 35. And Tom's like, you're eating babies? And she's like, yeah, and you should be eating babies, too. Not all of them. Don't eat the bones, Tom. I hate the bones. <laughs> I do laugh every time I say every time they do a Patriots game and they show Robert Kraft. And I, I mean, look. How can, how can you not think of when they show him in the owner suite? I just think about 
the Jack Shack in Florida. And I just laugh because it's so funny to me how that just went nowhere. I, dude, I don't care. You want to go. Uh, dude, you, 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 that's where your mind goes. Mine goes to that Robert Kraft was participating in the human trafficking of sex slaves. And well, did were, he know, did he know about hold that? On, hold on. And they're, they're having these women separated from their babies so that his quarterback can eat their babies. Like mm -hmm. what? Yeah, that could that could have happened. They're like, listen, we're going to use you to have hand jobs and we're going to use you for your adrenal glands. And guess what? You're not supposed to snort it. You're just supposed to eat it. But Steve Belichick is snorting it. And that's why he is giving cunnilingus to his headset. <laughs> cunnilingus is such a funny word. I mean, he was, I mean, the, the nose and the, like, the whole thing. Yeah. If, if Steve Belichick, like, winds up dead of fentanyl overdose, like, literally no one who saw that clip will be surprised. That game. The, the, the darkness surrounding that entire Patriots organization. The yeah. things that they're into. Well, that game just shows you. Again, we talk about like the NFL doesn't care or nobody cares. Then you have Richard Sherman back. Who's getting carved. Sure. Like, he also yeah. He also, he also got thrown, like he just threw him to the wolves. It's yeah. like, oh, you haven't played all year? Cool, dude. We're so low on DBs, you're starting. Yeah. And you're playing the whole game. I know you went absolutely crazy recently. But hey, we, we don't really care, dude. You got to figure it out. It's funny to think, again, him and Collinsworth, which is an odd pairing, had a podcast together. Sherman. Yeah. 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 It's not an odd pairing. They were both chemistry majors or whatever. <laughs> um, let me ask you something, Andy. Are the New England Patriots a playoff team no. this year? No. No, sorry. I I, I, I mean, just they're one they're one and three, so you know. I just you know the the Bills will win that division. I just think the, you know, you got a undefeated Raiders team. Who knows where they'll finish? The Chargers are good. The Chiefs are good. Ravens, Browns, Bengals are three and one right now. I mean, right now the top seven teams: Vegas, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Tennessee, Baltimore, Denver, Cleveland. LA, Kansas City. That's the top nine, actually. You got to figure KC's going to get in, right? So they're bumping somebody. Denver lost this week. Surprise, surprise. I know all the Denver people were mad at me. It looked bad. Yeah. I needed that game. They'd only been, they'd only beaten the Giants, the Jets, and the what? The Jaguars? Yeah. What do you make of them getting, them having Lamar run? to match that all-time record. Do you know about this? No. So heading into that game, the Ravens had had 42 straight games with at least 100 yards rushing. Okay. The all-time record, again, this is a team record. The all-time record it was, was 43 by the Franco Harris-led Steelers of the 70s. Okay. So, I mean, it's a record that's held up. You know, it's tough. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. 100 yards rushing as a team for 43 straight games. The Giants have gone 43 straight games without a 100-yard rush. Yeah. 
they needed the, the Ravens got a you know a, a worthless interception at the end, so they had the ball for one last play. And Harbaugh told instead of kneeling, Harbaugh told Jackson to run five yards. You know when they're up twenty three to seven, just the five, so they, the big, they need five yards. Yeah, and how does that play go down? I'll be honest, I I, I had turned it off at that point, but I'm reading about it. I, I, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and call it, uh, is that Bush, Bush league? league? I think so. Why this like, what, what, what you guys get a fucking. So now they've tied it and they can go for the record next week. Oh, cool. The record. No one knew about. What's not, this isn't chasing Maris here. Oh no. The Franco Harris Steelers. 100-yard team rushing record? Yeah, so they're up 23-7. I'll read the direct quote. Harbaugh said, it's one of those things that's meaningful. It's a very, very tough record to accomplish. It's a long-term record. Well, you didn't accomplish it. Well, they tied it. So I'm not going to say it's more important than winning the game. It's certainly not. But as a head coach, I think you do that for your players and you do that for your coaches, and sometimes they'll have that for the rest of their lives. But here's an interesting stat. According to the Elias Sports Bureau, they could not confirm the last time in the past 25 years that a team has gained yards on a play that began in the final five seconds while leading by at least 10 points. So basically, no one ever does this. Yeah, because it's Bush League. Now, I'd love to know, you know, what... So, so, so they, had, they had 97 yards. They needed three right. more. I wonder how many streaks, and, you know, obviously they're a great rushing team. And the fact that they got there and they got to they got to almost tie the record without having to have done something like this. But I wonder how many hundred yard rushing streaks, team rushing streaks have been broken because some team was at ninety five or ninety six or ninety eight at the end of the game and took a knee. Yeah. Yeah, I I wonder I was wondering what people would think of this. So they they got at least a hundred yards. Ever since Lamar Jackson came the quarterback, November 18th, 2018. Right. So basically, it's since he took over because he had so many yeah. rushing yards. Yeah. But I, I do think I do think it's a tarnished record. You okay, you get you got those yards with three seconds, and they think you're gonna kneel it, and you know, everybody's in and whatever. and yeah, I didn't obviously I didn't see it because you're just telling me about this, but that's why I was asking how it happened, meaning like was the other team prepared for this? Did he just like run five yards and then lay down? Yeah, I think that's what he did. That's Bush League as shit. I'm assuming. Lamar Jackson didn't even know what was going on. That's what makes it even funnier. Harbaugh just goes, I need you to get five yards. Jackson said, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really care about the record. I wasn't talking, thinking about that. I was thinking about winning the game. Like He didn't even know. Yeah. When he told him, Hey man. Okay. Okay. Said, I'm, I'm watching like, it. I'm, I'm watching it right now. You should have said, Hey, John Harbaugh, stop being a fucking dork. I'm watching it. No, they lined up. It was legit. Like they all lined up. Denver did too. So maybe it's not as bad. Yeah. It's still pretty bad. I, I think it's bad too. I think it's kind of bushly because it's just, it's just, not, it, you know, it's, it's giving up the sack. Right, the stray hand thing. Yeah. 
but which also, you know, I mean, at least that like Strahan doesn't know, you know? Sure. Strahan's not coming off the corner going like, oh, this guy's going to lay down for me. Yeah. Like planning it, telling Jackson to do it. Sure. Well, the Jets won. I can't yeah. believe they, I can't believe they won that game. Big day for New York football yesterday. Yeah, it was. Jets win. Giants win. The Colts are no longer winless. They beat Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, the the uh, all the anti-vax quarterbacks have finally gotten their wins. Kirk got his. Zach Wilson, and now Carson Wentz. You know, the parody, I want to mention this before we finish the NFL talk. I mean, I know I feel like I do this every year, but I mean, this year, it's unbelievable. Like, we're, we're through four weeks and pending tonight's Raiders game. We might have one undefeated team just through four yeah. games. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about it before. I mean, I just think the game's totally changed too. You know, even statistically and, you know, the things teams are able to do offensively, like you were talking about like Goff. Like, dude, Goff, like, there, in, in in a way, every quarterback, like, their numbers are good. Like, every quarterback's numbers are good. So it's like now the bar is just, like, way higher. Yeah. Now you have to be, like, turnover free. You Like, back in the day, a, like, an 85-90 quarterback rating, and obviously ratings are highly flawed, but um, used to be good. Now, like... There are guys who are averaging, you know, 110 quarterback rating for the year. Sure. Yeah, no, it, it really has changed. The game, uh, the game has been elevated so much at that at that position in particular. I mean, guys just they don't they don't turn the ball over, and you can't. I mean, if you look at if you if I look at uh, I'm putting the rating in right now. I mean. Holy shit. And again, rating. guess, guess I, I, I know rating isn't everything, but if I said to you, guess how many starting quarterbacks have a hundred or higher quarterback rating? 10, 14. Yeah. That's crazy. Now rating QB ratings are especially flawed because they are like the game has changed. Okay. What, what about, what about QBR? QBR is the one to go by, right? That's and that which they invented simply to, you know, keep up with how quarterback ratings was becoming antiquated. But QBR always 60 is really, really good. Yeah. Right. I don't know if you know that how on, on this scale. Like yeah. just to put to put it in perspective, Patrick Mahomes is the highest QBR. He's at 82.8. So that's the barometer. We're gonna put the yeah. top 10 QBs have it 60 or higher. That's crazy. But, this, you know, we started because we were talking about parity, but, like, this is the thing. It's like every team with, you know, few exceptions are, like, pretty dynamic and pretty, you know, on any given day, I think there's, you know, maybe three or four teams that don't have really the talent to compete. I think everybody else is truly, like, talented. Yeah. And, and the problem lies in like where your talent deficiencies are 12 quarterbacks 12 starting quarterbacks in the nfl 
give or take. I mean, some of these guys are injured now, but have completed 68% or higher of their passes. That's crazy. Yeah. Including in the 70s, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Teddy Bridgewater, Tyrod Taylor, Mac Jones. Those guys have all completed 70% or more of their passes. Yeah. I mean, dude, can you imagine 1995 if you told somebody they completed 75%? You, you're, no, you're and obviously there's a lot of different ways that the ball is being passed now where completion, completing the balls way easier. Short routes, screen routes, shovel passes, all that stuff. But all that being said, it's just more, way more accurate, way less turnovers. Yeah. We've, you know, we've made the game easier on receivers, harder on defensive backs. Sure. But I'm looking, it's glorious. It is. And I'm looking forward to tonight's game. I think that'll be a fun one with the Raiders and the Chargers. Is that in uh, LA? Yeah, it is. So shout out to the Yo Fools who uh, are sitting in my seats. Yo Fools. I can't wait to go to a game there. Looks pretty sweet. I've, I've only heard good things. I will say, I don't know. Again, I'm not there. And it's just TV. Some empty seats yesterday, Rams fans. Well, what did you expect? Well, I mean, the Cardinals are coming in with 3-0. and it's still, L- it's still LA. I'm just saying it was loud. It was bumping last week for Tom Brady. You're playing a division rival. MVP candidate Kyler Murray. Come on, guys. I saw some empty seats. Like, what are we doing? Step it up. Or are they all just ready for the Dodgers? Is that what's going on? No, they just can't go two weeks in a row. They're like, we were just there last week. I can't, we can't go to a football game again. They're not like diehard sport, you know? Yeah. It's just like not that vibe. Like here, you know, the, the crew I went to the game with yesterday, they just go to every Saints game. Sure. Well, we can segue into a discussion about Major League Baseball playoffs. Before Baseball. we before we do that, I want to just let everybody know, I know it's October, but the holidays are coming up soon. So if you're selling anything online, you got to prepare for the busiest time of year. Between growing your business, managing inventory, and juggling orders, You've got a lot going on this holiday season. So make shipping the easiest part of your day with ShipStation. Third Ball ShipStation is a great way to import orders from any sales channel. And I'll tell you what, it integrates all selling channels into one simple dashboard so you can seamlessly connect carriers, print shipping labels, and get products out the door fast. Sounds like something that would be great for me when shipping koozies to the dirt balls. I was just about to say that, Andy. I mean, I feel like everybody these days is selling something on the internet in one form or the other. So if you're selling clothes, you're selling merch, or you're selling koozies, or you're selling whatever, this seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, over 100,000 sellers use ShipStation in their business. It works with all the major carriers and gives you exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS shipping. So you can compare carriers and choose the best solution for you and your customers. So if you guys have a business, I don't know why you would not work with ShipStation. 
It's never too early to start prepping for the holiday rush. So get a head start with ShipStation. Listen to this offer. Dirtballs can use our code DIRTY to get a 60-day free trial. It's two months, guys. Just in time for the holidays. That's two months of stress-free holiday shipping for free. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top, and enter DIRTY. ShipStation, make ship happen. Oh, I see what they did there. Look at look at the clever, clever people over at ShipStation. ShipStation, make ship happen. ShipStation, that's my ship. <laughs> I like it. So baseball playoffs are officially set. The bracket is here. Bracket is here. Oh, the, the AL East all lined up. And now we got a Yankees Red Sox wild card game. The Rays, who I wrongly predicted on the dirty slides, would uh, you know have a have a fallback year because that seemed to be what they have done lately. Are back in. Houston's in. White Sox in. White Sox, my AL World Series pick. So I'll be rooting for them in the AL. Uh, my NL World Series pick obviously eliminated so like you said we got the al east which oh god i'm just like i'm like snooze fest for me i'm just sick of the same i'm just sick of like well the good the the great news is you only have to deal with yankees red sox for one game true that's the best thing that could ever happen these one game playoffs are stupid i'm just gonna say horrible how can you not make them just make them three yeah, just make them three since you always play three game series this is in baseball. Like the in the in the history of baseball, it's the dumbest thing ever. They've been like, well, one game series prove absolutely nothing. Every series should be three or four games, and at, and then baseball will go at minimum, we'll do a two game series. But and then but then when it comes to eliminating one from playoff contention, we'll just play, we'll just play one game. I mean, the Dodgers won 106 games. Think about it. The Dodgers won 106 games, and that's all on the line in just one game with the Cardinals. Yeah. I'm rooting for the Cardinals, and I'm rooting for the Red Sox. I would love the Yankees and the Dodgers to just go home after one game. I, that, I don't know, man. I, it's really tough for me to ever root for the Cardinals. I'll be honest. I, I understand that. So I, I don't know if I'll be doing that. <laughs> No, the Yankees doing that. The Yankees, Red Sox. Uh, I'm not rooting, I'm rooting for neither. And then, the, and then the poor. Uh, so, so the Giants also like to see Giants Dodgers. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. White Sox Astros will be good too. Yeah. So that. so will Braves Brewers. So the playoffs start on Tuesday night. Yeah. Yankees at Red Sox. Who do you like right now, now that we're into the playoffs? Who do I like? uh, To make the World Series. Well, I'm going to ride with my AL pick. I'm going to ride with the White Sox. And then, sadly... I mean, first of all, I think the Brewers are really good. That, by the way, for the record, that's who I'm rooting for. Love the, the city of Milwaukee. You know, okay. I, 
Shout out to Guy on Couch. Had a lovely visit there. I'd like to go back. He's already offered me. His brother-in-law has season tickets for the Bucks game. He said, pick any game. I don't even say pick any game. Pick a game. Come back up. Come back to Milwaukee. I'm rooting for the Brewers. I'm rooting for the White Sox, and I'm going to stick with my White Sox pick in the AL. I'm rooting, I guess, for the Brewers, but I think it'll probably be the Giants-Dodgers winner. That's where I'm at. I, yeah, I definitely don't want the Dodgers to make another World Series. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be stoked with a Giants-White Sox World Series. That'd be awesome. Good towns. Yeah. You're right. That, 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 that would, that's true. I, I just, I get sick of the same one. Like, like Tampa. I, pre- I predicted, I predicted preseason. I predicted White Sox Mets. And now I'm predicting White Sox versus the two teams that were used to create the Mets. Well, White Sox Brewers could be fun. I mean, you know, the yep. proximity, you, you got seven, it's just 70 miles separate. Absolutely. Those two cities. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sad, you know, to see the Brewers get in there. Obviously, you know, had had some basketball success this year. Packers are playing well. Maybe it's the year of Milwaukee. Yeah. How much Miller Lite will be drank this sports year? Oh my God. A lot. If if if, if they get two titles, because the Brewers have never won a World Series. Correct, correct? I'm correct on that, right? think so i don't think they, the brewers they won a made World one they made one maybe in 1980 82 right, i'm pulling it up yeah they've never won a world series they won the they've been to one world series they won the al pennant in 82 wow at the Robin Young days, right? Brewers have never won a World Series. A few seconds. Uh, what's that? I said I lost you there for a few seconds. Oh, sorry. I was saying the Brewers have never won a World Series. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be rooting for them. So what's the plan for you? You got to hop on a plane and head back today yeah so i have uh i have a flight out this evening so i'll be checking out of my airbnb here uh in the next hour or so and then i have a day of kicking around new orleans um you know one last hurrah some some of the daytime spots maybe go get some beignets uh i still have not done like the charbroiled oysters i like so maybe hit those and then uh, a flight back tonight and hopefully land and catch a little bit of the uh, Raiders-Chargers game. Go Chargers. I think they're going to represent. I'd love the Raiders to be 4 now. Raiders. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be interesting. Well, look, we'll let you get out of here. Okay. We'll Thanks, keep, Andy. We'll keep it tight. I can go keep make it my- tight. We'll do, we'll do calls. We'll do heavy calls on Thursdays. 310-359-8365. Yeah, give us a ring. We'll, we'll do some more calls on Thursday, and uh, I'll get I'll get my butt upstairs and make a little breakfast scramble as well. 
And uh, as always, uh, you guys can follow me on social media, Joe Prano on everything except for Twitter at Fix Your Life. Uh, go to my website and check out uh, where I'll be performing. Got some shows coming up with Eddie Ift. Going to be in San Diego in a couple weeks. Uh, Going to be traveling with him, I think, to Wilmington, North Carolina and Naples, Florida and Key West. Um, but also, if you guys uh, are not sure whether or not I'm coming to your town, slide into my DMs and ask me. Uh, not a ton of dirt balls down here in New Orleans. So hopefully you guys are in uh, hopefully you guys are in Florida and San Diego and all kinds of the other places I'm heading with Eddie. So hopefully I'll see you guys soon. You can follow us on Twitter at the dirty sports. If you drop a podcast review on Apple, leave your Twitter, Instagram handle, and I will send you two free koozies in the mail. And, uh, those will be coming out of the brand new mailbox that my brother and I installed. Nice. And by and by that I mean he installed it and I sat there and made jokes. Shout out to my aunt who backed out and destroyed our mailbox last week. Uh, oh wow. Yeah. And how did how did her car handle that? And not it's not looking good. It's it's funny yeah. because she has a, you know, she got two two mirrors yeah. inside, also a camera. She's also 76. Uh I was laughing at the time. Uh, shouldn't have been, but, uh, she, she, she pretty much destroyed the mailbox, which need to be probably replaced anyway, but hey, Aunt Deb park on the street. Yeah. But the funny part is, you know, my brother's installing the mailbox and I'm basically worthless just there with him. Which one of your brother's installing the mailbox? Greg is. And, and okay. I, I couldn't stop. That would make, have been my guess. I feel like I'm really good at guessing yeah. which brother we're talking about. And I couldn't stop making jokes. And he just like, dude, what? What are you talking? He, he would look up and say, what are you talking about? And this is the joke I kept making. I said, do you think when the mailbox, the mailman pulls up on Monday and sees a brand new shiny mailbox that he gets a little hard? <laughs> and then I kept making jokes that he's going to be pulling up and jacking off. And my brother's like, wow. dude, what, 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 what are you talking about? I said, I'm saying, do you think mailman get aroused at a new is, mailbox? Is your mailman get a... The pull up and then in that weird old like you know uh army cars that they have with the wheels on the wrong side just gonna be doing the steve bell checks you know, uh, look at this uh put the flag up uh send some outgoing mail uh, mail me a baby tom brady <laughs> that's what i was saying that's what i was saying and he's like, wait, let me get this straight. Your contribution on this whole stalling a mailbox is just making jokes about a mailman jacking off to a new mail. I'm like, yeah, that's my contribution today. Yeah. And, uh, and what a valuable contribution it was. Hey, I was laughing. It was making me laugh. And that's all that matters. It, it, it's, it's like he was Bill Belichick. He was the defensive coordinator, but you were just there and you get. <laughs> he took a picture of me holding. I had to hold yeah. it because 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 we put concrete. You just have to be there being a sex creep. Yeah, and you're you're basically you're the you're the Steve Belichick of of mailbox installation. I'll take it. Doesn't you're surprise like, me. You're my de facto assistant, but you're really not doing anything except being a creep. Yeah, yeah, that's actually pretty spot on. That that yeah. makes total sense. All right, guys. On that note, have I a, always I always worry. You know, the people once we start once we start talking ads, once we start doing plugs, so many people tune out. They might have just missed a real great mailman bit. Oh yeah, you missed a great. You guys, got to stick bet. around for the show. Yeah, I agree. The mailman you stick did. around to the very end. You know, you never know what we're gonna throw in. Yeah, let Daniel dime. Let Ruther mailbox. Let Ruther mail. Let Ruther creep. 
All right. That is our show today. You guys have a great start to your week. Thank you for listening. And as always, stay dirty.